Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great interview with Jonathan Drayton. And Jonathan. Has, if you missed part one, you need to go back and catch up. I mean, praise God. We don't have time to, to go back and replay anything from, from the prior episode. But basically, raised in a tradition, traditional Christian home, going to church, went to college, and, and after graduating with degrees in philosophy, political science, history, he knew and sensed something was still not right. And when he started studying the Bible, deciding to apply hermeneutics to the study, plus what all he learned about history and all that, and folks, he turned into oh, a podcaster who has a great podcast. I keep telling him, I, I wish I would have thought of this name. The truth of the matter is, praise God. And on this podcast, he goes through the use of harmonics. He's interviewing people. He's teaching the Bible. He's spreading the gospel. And it is awesome. You need to drop down the show notes, click the link right there, and subscribe to the podcast. But for right now, let's jump back into the conclusion of this interview with Jonathan Drayton. Yeah, I was just going to ask you yeah. to, to, to zero in a little bit more on the difference between conviction versus preference. Yeah, so uh, as I was saying, a conviction is something you believe in no matter what. And a preference is something that changes based upon new information. So the word of God is something that is used to help support why we believe, to help support our faith. The, the, the word of God is a reason trust. We trust God with reason because the Bible is full of testimonies that validate why we believe. It supports Amen. it. We have numbers and numbers of individuals within the Bible, influenced or not, that have evidence of support to why they stand on their beliefs. And I can go over and over through many different scriptures. Preferences is based upon the new information, right? And the scripture talks about different philosophies and ideologies that show up that question the legitimacy of crisis you know, crucifixion and uh, resurrection persuades you in the other direction. Newfound theologies and philosophies that we learn in Second John that if this is sort of what we would consider the Antichrist, things you haven't heard that's rooted in the gospel message, and then obviously you then are gravitated to that because it's, it goes against what you believe in. So yeah. I'm saying ultimately when it comes to being strong in your faith, is it going to be what fuels your faith? Is your reasons for God going to continue to elevate or is your reasons for God going to continue to diminish as a result of you feeling more, much more attracted to other th things 
is in what you've already heard that's been established by the foundation of Christ's ministry when he was here for three and a half years. Amen. Amen. As people develop this faith, you know, they're, they're studying their Bible, they're listening to preaching, they're praying, seeking the Lord. How can someone actually measure the change of the spiritual habits that they're implementing? Well, for one, that's a great question, by the way. When it comes to change, there's a different ways you can measure it. You can measure it in chaos, you can measure it in productivity, you can measure it in time, and ultimately you can measure it in reflection. So I'll give you an example. Jesus in Luke 2 4 talks about him growing in relationship with people and with God. When it comes to our faith, our relationship with people and how we treat them obviously has to go up, right? We understand when it talks about love in Corinthians 13, 4, 8, that love is patient, love is kind, it's not envy, it's not boast, it's not proud, it's not easy to be angry, it keeps no records of wrongs, or always hopes, protects, love never fails. Your love for your brother and sister, right? Jesus says, not Jesus, uh, John said in, in 1 John, that you have to love your brother and sister, right? So your love for people, not your blood-related love, but people outside of it, but that are created in the image of God, the Imago Dei, that respect that you have for them obviously has to be there enough that when you see someone in need and you help them, that shows your love for them. Matthew 25, you need somebody that's uh, in jail, you go visit them, that's sick, you take care of them. The Good Samaritan, right? Is examples of that. So that growth in terms of the actions, right? We can't just be sayers of the word. We got to be doers of the word, Book of James, right? So that means, are you on a regular basis striving to assist and help your brother and sister in need when you see it? I say chaos because in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, there is a woman whose husband who owes a debt. And what ends up happening is that her children are going to be sold into slavery. And she encounters Elijah. And what Elijah says is there's something of monetary value within your home that you can use to ultimately get you out of it. And what ends up happening is, is that she finds, a, she finds a bottle of olive oil. And that olive oil, Elijah says, go and find as many jars as possible. And ultimately, he blesses the olive oil and the blessing continues to flow. But the jars obviously become limited. Understand that God's blessing continues to flow. So why am I saying that? Chaotically, there's points and times in your life when you feel like you've had nothing left. But there's something you have that God can use your gifts, your talents, your abilities. And Our goal is to maximize those gifts, those talents, and abilities so God can use them. And you realize that some of those talents you haven't even tapped into. Yeah. Right? There's a big difference when people talk about business. Business is something that can be useful. You can create a business out of something that's useful, mm -hmm. right? Some people question the legitimacy of getting a job and going through the system of going through school, right? When there's something that you're good at that you can add to the marketplace or the market value that can create your own business, why not do those things? I do know there's a book called The Secret Business, The Secret Businesses of the Bible by Daniel Latham, and he talks about mm -hmm. that. talks about why the Hebrews, the Jews are so successful is because they support one another within their own community and whoever thrives in that allows them to have a community 
to where they're also pointing one another that doesn't lead them to have to go outside. It's a big book where they have their own people, right? Whether they're carpenters, whether they're in the cleanings, the mechanics, they have value. And because they're within their own community, everybody that needs something goes to them. Now we're in a society now where people think they can be all these things, right? I can mm -hmm. cook you Thai food. I can cook you Chinese food. I can cook you Italian, right? You can get that. They call these cuisines in stores where they're trying to make everything. Like, oh, you don't have to go down the block to the Italian guy. I got it all here, mm -hmm. right? But we understand the authenticness and the differences. Yeah. But the way that you measure change is that in these moments where you have nothing left, there's still more. Because you have God on your side, and God can use that. Yeah. I measured, I mentioned reflection. It's interesting because when Jesus prayed twice, and I believe it's also in Luke chapter 6, verse 34, he talks about that when he would perform miracles, he will often drift alone and pray. Because in one sense, the praying allowed him not to get consumed with his own ability to do miracles. But instead for him to come back to the father humbly and understood that the power that he's doing is not of itself, but it's of God. And I think a lot of times, a lot of us, when we become successful, we get big headed and we realize there's a reason why in the book of Ecclesiastics, it talks about God not allowing certain people to enjoy their wealth. It's because, yeah. yeah, you become wealthful, but then what do you do with it? How are you able to monitor it? How is your character, right? The issue is, is that we're moving at such a pace now these days that... The blessing is overpowering the character of the individuals to sustain their ability to be able to be successful. And the wealth and the capacity of the fame is overshadowing the character of the individual in order to con continuously have the decorum necessary to keep it. Yeah. And that's why we have that's why it's important that we understand that our focus should never be specifically on the individual. But on how they got there, it was actually just interesting. Okay. Yesterday, I was looking at Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 7. And Jesus is actually telling the people that, hey, you got experts in the law and Pharisees who know the law of Moses very well, but don't use them as their example. Mm -hmm. Don't use them as your example. Why? Because we're struggling with this now, right? In James yeah. chapter 1, verse 22 to 25, in James 4, 17, Right. We understand that the issue that's happening is, is that rather than Jesus being the standard, we're allowing pastors, preachers and teachers to stand, not realizing that they have flesh just like me. They make mistakes. They fall short. Right. Which is why we come to repentance so that we can turn away from that and we ask for forgiveness. But yeah. the struggle ultimately that's happening is that the standard isn't Jesus. We're looking at some figures that have the fame, the fortune, the money, and then we're monitoring after them. And we're looking at them, for the example, instead of Jesus. So yeah, so when I'm talking about reflection, this is what's all incorporated in understanding how to see what's happening and to make those adjustments. And that's how you measure change ultimately. In the passage of Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 9, it says, don't become weary in doing good for you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. That's to understand the significance of productivity. Productivity doesn't happen instantly. It takes time. Yeah. It's a period of time of growth and development. And God understands that he's a God of process. He's not a God where things have to 
happen instantly at a drop of a dime. No, he wants mm-hmm. you to, he wants the process to take over because through it, you'll learn how present God is. I'll give you one example. In Genesis chapter 39 with Joseph, Joseph, before he became second in charge over Egypt, you know, next to Pharaoh, God had to shape and fashion him in jail. And most people don't realize this, right? It says, regardless of how long it is, says the Lord was with him. It got to a degree that Joseph, when he reflected before he had his wife and kids, he talked about at one point, he didn't remember what he was because now he's in a whole new area in life of success and flourishing that how things used to be is no longer there. But through that process, development, character, all those things are happening. We sometimes forget that the things that we pray for to God is that, you know, when Jesus had this conversation with the disciples, he said, I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now yet. Yeah. Word yet is very powerful there because he wants you to understand that as of right now, the things that you're asking for, you may not have the, you may not have the, the occupying space to manage it, right? Because when we talk about faith as a substance of things, hopeful the evidence of things not seen, God wants us and our ability to within the faith that we have, the capacity to grow. That capacity requires for us to occupy. But in order to occupy our faith and our understanding and our development, our knowledge has to be in a certain place that God can work with it. But that word yet there means at the moment it may not be there. You may not be able to occupy what you want now, but mm-hmm. in due time, if you continue down that path by allowing me to fashion and shape your character and who you are, you'll get to that place where what I want to give you, I can give to you. Yeah. Which means sometimes he's just protecting you, right? He's just protecting you because he knows that if he gave it to you all oh, now, yeah. you'll destroy yeah. everything before right thing. So yeah. God is very, very intentional and faithful. And his actions. And sometimes we look at why certain things aren't the way they are, why we don't have access to them. And we think it's a negative thing. Sometimes people don't realize it's a lot more on your favor, right? Romans 8, 28, all things work together for those who love the Lord and accord according to his purpose. There are reasons why certain things are put into place for protection until you get to that certain place. And sometimes God needs, which is why time ultimately allows the change for you to see Amen. what you need is Amen. it's time need. amen but in the few minutes we got left i want to talk about your podcast mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is you now have over 130 episodes praise god what led you to begin a podcast to share the gospel i just wanted people to have a much more intentional and intellectual way of being literate when it comes to god's word mm-hmm. i don't want us to just read God's word as if it's a bunch of stories in a book and to be thankful. I want us to then allow God's word to then manifest itself in a way where you can apply it to everyday life. You know, in the book of Jose, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of wisdom, right? So our ability to apply God's word needs to be much more at an all-time high so that God can use us. Let's use each and every one of us, but in order for us us to be useful to God in the marketplace, our understanding of it has to grow. Our capacity to implement what God wants to us has to grow. And the only way that's going to happen is to become much more familiarized with what he has to say. You know, in the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 28, 
you know, Jesus says, blessed and happily favored are those who hear my words. And that's what it says. It's an amplified version, mm -hmm. which means Amen. that the more we have of Christ in us, the more our ability to discern and our courage to choose what is good from evil becomes much more evident and progressive in regards to how we're going to move forward. So that's been my biggest thing. Let's start using God's word to influence our thoughts, actions, motives, and attitudes in the marketplace so that people can see, hey, I'm a believer, but I'm very, I'm also very thoughtful and intellectual about my choices, that I'm not just making choices as a result to a God that I can't see, but God is very powerful and he's very powerful because he's operating through me, the Christ mm, in me. I'm letting my light shine before others so that we may also all glorify our Father in heaven. And that's been something that I think we need to be much more intentional. It's not just a bunch of stories, right, that are questioning legitimacy or whether it's true or not. No, it's very powerful because God's word is active and alive through me. And I wanted people to use his word to then influence your decisions and your choices and how you handle people and how you go about things in life. Amen. Amen. If you could summarize what you've learned by hosting your own podcast and sharing the gospel. What list, uh, just list us like the top three things that you've learned. Mm, great question. What I've learned is anytime you, you want to do something for the Lord, I think prayer, fasting, and a commitment has to be instantaneously legitimate and intentional. Like you had to be prepared to give it your all. Right. You can't partially give people God. You have to be intentional. The other things, your life has to be reflected of the things that you say because the Holy Spirit will convict you. You're not living right. You're not practicing what you preach. Holy Spirit's going to let you know. Yeah. That's number two. And three, my third and final thing when it comes to what I've learned is that God and His Word is so powerful. To the degree that you'd be surprised when you're unpacked in scripture, how much he said in just one verse, in just one chapter, in just one book, that if you really meditate on it, you know, a lot of people say, and I've always been named, well, where do I start in the Bible? Uh, what, what book do I start? I remember I've suggested First John. First John only has five chapters. The amount of lessons that you can learn of applying God's word within those five chapters are so powerful. The challenge is obviously we're talking about implementing it and living it out. That's always been the challenge. How am I going to live this out? So I think sometimes, and I'm learning this, instead of trying to read so much, focus on the little things that I said and try to master those. Because if you do, you'll see that much of a change and a difference in your life. Yeah. So it's not yeah. so much the it's not so much the value. It's so much the capacity of what you've exposed yourself to, how are you handling that? So which means this whole entire life we have on this earth, God given how many years you have. Man, you got a lot of work to do. And I think it's in preparation for what's next. But yeah, man, there's so much that God has to offer of us. And sometimes we're, we're looking at it through a vacuum. We're looking at it in a limited capacity, right? We can't amplify, amplify, amplify God. We can't anti-pomorphize God. 
God is much more bigger than the labels that we put on. And Amen. I'm learning that when I'm intentionally reading his word. Amen. Amen. Jonathan, this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe to ask a question or perhaps invite you to come do an interview such as this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Yeah, so there's three ways you can reach me. Instagram is the truth of T-M-I-S. The truth of T-M-I-S. That's all together. You know, I, I'm never so much on my high horse that I can't be reached through email. So speed, S-P-E-E-D-E-D. So speed at 83 at gmail.com. You can find me there. And then I also have a Facebook group called I'm a Believer. I'm a Believer. On there, we use usually a, a scripture posted by myself or someone for motivation, encouragement, inspiration throughout the day. In Romans 1.12, it says, let us be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. As a result of that, I think our relationships and our relationship in the Father can grow, and that grows. We don't grow in isolation, but we grow in community. As a result of that, I think we need to support one another. Amen. Share with us the information to listen to your podcast one more time. Yeah. So, again, the podcast is available on all most streaming platforms except YouTube. So, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere iHeart you listen to podcasts except YouTube is where you find the podcast. We also have the same, the truth of the matter is the uh, the truth of TMIS is also on TikTok. So we take snippets and short conversations within episodes that I have when I bring guests on. And there you can also find me if you want to get in. Amen. Amen. Folks, Jonathan's an encouragement to the body of Christ. Amen. I mean, I love his passion for the word of God. And I love his passion for diving deep into root meanings and et cetera you know, through the hermeneutics. And, and I absolutely love that he's using modern technology, podcasting to get the word out. Hallelujah. Now I want to encourage you, drop down to the show notes, click the links, get in touch with Jonathan Drayton right now. Amen. Be sure to click his Instagram link, connect with him through there. And you absolutely need to go over and subscribe to his podcast. You need to hear this unadulterated word of God that Jonathan is sharing on the podcast, the truth of the matter is. I mean, this is a podcast on a weekly basis where you can just be exposed to the truth of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Jonathan, once again, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today. I do appreciate it so much. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope that you're, what you got going here, you're running a good ship. I pray and hope that it continues to flourish and to bless those and your listeners. Amen. Appreciate that. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Jonathan Drayton and myself, this passed about reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.
Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts, share your unique insights, and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.